1: we've been asking the question, are the Yotes a wagon? And I think we have our answer.
2: The Yotes are a wagon. What
1: the heck is going on here? The Arizona Coyotes win their third straight game, their fourth straight on the road, defeating the New York Islanders. Not only defeating, shutting out the New York Islanders, Two to nothing. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Peach and X Coyotes post game show, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig will be calling us from Long Island here shortly. We'll be joined. by Chirsten Susell, who was at the Tempe City Council meeting tonight. So we got you covered from the game to the city of Tempe. There's a lot going on tonight, but uh, we're going to break it all down, starting with tonight's game. And
2: I'm going to start with a word we haven't used around Coyote hockey in a very, very long time. Playoffs.
3: Playoffs?
2: (laughs) Playoffs. The Coyotes tonight jumped over Calgary and Chicago, and now... Are tied and they actually win the tiebreaker with the Minnesota Wild for the last spot in the wildcard playoffs in the Western Conference. If the playoffs started today at Game Twelve, but they don't. What? I know they're they're in a playoff spot. Twelve games into the season right now.
1: This is Game Thirteen.
2: Okay, then thirteen games into the season.
1: <laughs> if you recall, the Coyotes won their first game of last season in the twelfth game. So
2: this, this this there is no way. Thirteen games into this season after only four home games, nine road games against some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference <laughs> that I would ever have thought that this team would be anywhere near. Not only not near a playoff spot, but I thought for sure they'd be in last place by now. I thought for sure they would. Nine, uh, the Islanders? <sighs> <laughs> First PD sigh of the night. It. Uh, but it's it, I it's kind of fun. I got to say, it's kind of fun. And you're sitting there going, they're playing the right way. They're doing a lot of little things right. It's, I, Hey, let's not kid ourselves. The goalie was out of his mind again tonight. Vimalco was great. Vimalco had a great game and the goaltending was solid. But through two periods, they gave up, what, 13 shots, 16 shots through two? That's not a regular Coyote mix for, for their success. They're getting better.
1: Yeah, they really are improving game by game. Let's start by looking at tonight by the numbers, um, because this was an interesting one, not what you normally see when we pull up this graphic. Shots on goal for the first time. Is this the first time all season? No,
2: second time under 30.
1: It's like, no, but I mean that the Coyotes outshot. Oh, that I shot, time. yeah, that's first time. First time this season, Coyotes outshot their opponent. 29 shots to the Islanders, 24. Coyotes power play. Wagon, that's for sure a wagon. I have no um, hesitation to say that. One for three. Again, allowing a, a power play shot against, or a power play goal against, that is.
2: The Islanders were not one for four on the power play. That is That is fake off. news. That is fake news. Sean is still off. salty Sean's from watching
1: the Sabres issues. loss. He was um, watching the
2: Sabres and he fumbled.
1: Wow. The they were 0 for three on their power play, so. <laughs> 0 for three. Face-offs. Islanders dominated um, and had more hits, 36 to 27. But all you need to know the Coyotes outshot the Islanders and uh, blanked them.
2: So, blanked them. Let, let's talk about the numbers. Shots on goal for the Coyotes to hold a team under 30, under 35 is a rarity to get to outshoot a team. First time in 13 games. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Like, I'm just stunned. The hits. You got to look at Martin out there. Man, is oh he dangerous my God. when he he's wanted, on the ice.
1: He wanted to go with everyone, it seemed like. You
2: got to look over your shoulder when Martin's on the ice. He's a, he, he's a physical guy that can put you through the glass and put you in the third row. So you got to be aware of he's, when he's on the ice. But again, they outshot the New York Islanders in New York on the third game of this road trip
1: this 14 game road trip as a reminder and i think the fir- the first comment right when we went live and i can't even remember cuz it's going to be so far up um, oh there we go from king 3 down 11 to go 14 and 0 is speaking to us
2: 14 14 and 0 i mean i know it's wishful. i might get but... on the I, I will be on the wagon if they go 14 and 0 on this trip by the way if you want to know the other team they held to below 30 <laughs> shots do you know what it was no toronto maple leafs <laughs> Just saying, I'm just saying. Not that anybody's keeping track or counting, but it might have been the Toronto Maple. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh my gosh. I I, 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 again, there are so many good things from this game because they're defending better. They're giving up less shots. They're turning the puck over much less than they had in the games prior to this and in the, in the two weeks prior it's the little things that are getting better. They're better on the forecheck. They're I know the hits were a little lopsided, but they're physically being competitive and they're being they're getting puck possession off the forecheck and off the 50-50 battles. It's a better team and this is the fear in a rebuild is a team that's coming together. And there's no real superstar. I know Keller's leading the team in points, but there's no you know, there isn't a McDavid driving this bus. It's everybody. It's somebody different every night. Yeah. And they're doing it together. They're doing it as a group. And they're doing it, and it looks like they're having fun. Yeah. And
1: that's and that's the difference. And, you know, Christian Fisher, whenever we've spoken to him, has always said that their locker room is incredibly close. And when you hear about Stanley Cup winning teams, the thing that they always say, this group is really close. They're this tight. group is really close. And I know, you know, the first few minutes of the show, we're here saying the Oats are a wagon, playoffs. It's partly in jest. Part of it is, you know, like we have to acknowledge that they're winning our expectations for the season are still pretty low. We're still looking at as a season to get Bedard, not to make the playoffs, but the foundations are here for, you know, a couple years down the road when they have the pieces to be competitive. It starts with having fun, enjoying playing the game, being tough, being competitive. And you know what, when Matt Martin was running them down, they were answering the bell. So that's the, the team that, that, Bill Armstrong has put on the ice. That's the culture that's getting built today, and that's going to be what carries them through.
2: Because what happens when you're when you're going through rebuilds, and we we've <laughs> said this before, this this isn't going that's to go you, John. on. This isn't going to go on for 82 games. It, it, it isn't. And at some point, they're going to lose some hockey games. But you're right. They're getting that feeling in the locker room of what it's like to win. And we've talked about the Edmonton Oilers a lot when they had all those draft picks, and the Edmonton Oilers had really good young talent, and they sucked. And they lost, and they got last. And you know what happened? They learned how to lose. And you can't learn how to lose with young guys because it it just permeates the whole room and the culture and the the organization. And right now, the Coyotes are getting a taste of what it's like to win. And I think that's really important for players like Michelli and Gunther. So they're getting to see what it's like to beat good teams in big buildings. So I, I think that's a good thing. Now, is it sustainable? One of the fears and one of the problems when you're playing like this and you, you're talking about a rebuild, and we've talked about this a lot, is trade bait. If you play well and you're playing good on this team, the likelihood of you being moved out becomes much, much higher. I have never said this in the year and a half that he's played here. I'm going to say it. Veggie might start being a guy that they're looking at on trade bait because his wow. numbers are so good. I, I, I've talked about Richie I've talked about gostasta I, I you know they signed veggie to get him through the rebuild that was the plan that was the the term of the contracts three years I, I don't know now
1: I mean he was lights out again tonight he's you know they keep the same lineup because the, this team this specific lineup has had success obviously we've seen them win the last three poor Laurent Defan is flown you know, across tough, the country waiting for to get in the lineup the 11-7. and seven you know, yep. when they keep winning, Coach Turney is going to roll with the winning lineup. And and Karel Melka has been a part of that. He had some unbelievable saves tonight. A couple of mistakes, too. Let's not forget O'Brien. Oh, saving playing again. O'Brien, O'Brien sa- saves the day. saving the day. Which, by the way, we talked about O'Brien last game. Like, he's been a factor. But, you know, Veggie has done what he's needed to do. And that's, you know provide goaltending for the team and, and get, and you know what? And that helps give the team confidence too.
2: And, and it went on as, as the game went on, he got stronger. The third period, he was absolutely lights out. Like he he had what's 11 in the 11 saves in the third period alone. He had the little puck mistake and, and you're right. O'Brien saves the game because it's somebody else every night that's doing that. The, the, the goal tonight on the power play is Boyd. So Boyd gets the game winning goal tonight. Everybody is pitching in. And I tell you what, winning breeds winning it just does you're you're feeling confident about yourself you feel happy in the locker room it's lighter mood on the airplane it's lighter mood at the pregame meal it's just better just like losing breeds losing i i'm not counting this team out right now (laughs) i I, at some point this streak will end but but i know they're going to new jersey new jersey's leading the division right now and you go gosh they've got no chance in jersey but I'm not betting against I, this team. I'm right literally
1: now. right now, like they're proving all of us wrong. And why not? Go for it.
2: And you talk about their power play too. They get another power play goal tonight. And again, it's Travis Boyd. It's not Crosby. It's not Melkin. It's not McDavid. It's Boyd. It's Travis Boyd getting a big power play goal. And this team continues to score power play goals. And I, it's unbe- it's, un- it's
1: actually unbelievable.
2: I know the uh, the opponents have to be going okay. Like our penalty kill. This is the third ranked penalty kill in the league. The Islanders are third in the National Hockey League. They have to be looking at this, okay, we're going to shut these guys down. And they just don't. And I got to say this, Clayton Keller with two more assists. And I've said Keller hasn't shown the speed. He hasn't shown the the one-on-one skill that he has shown in the past. He's not putting up the goals, but he's he's 15 points in 13 games. Quietly gets two assists again tonight.
1: Yeah, very quiet.
2: I, I, it's it's just amazing to me. And, yeah. and I think Keller is going to get on a streak where he's going to start putting some goals in, and I think he's going to get the Gs going in. It's just right now, he's <laughs> distributing the puck better.
1: Yeah, he is. I just want to get to some of these comments because they're amazing, and we do have some super chats. But first of all, Chris said, PD, the plan. (laughs) And then Caleb said, PD being positive, who let him into the OGs? (laughs) True. Um, Yeah, a couple other comments here. First of all, we have a $4.99 super chat from Nolan. Thank you so much, Nolan. There wasn't a comment attached, but a minute later he commented, how many great goalies do we need to ship off and see be successful elsewhere? Makes me sad. I know, but also the Coyotes kind of have a history of getting great goalies, too. So you know of de-
2: goalies they've developed here? So
1: if this is the price to pay to maybe in a couple years get a real good goalie to come here, I'll take it.
2: You're right. I mean, the list is so long, from Dubnik to Mike Smith, Brzezgalov, guys on waivers, guys in the American League, that they've been able to turn out and turn back into a successful goaltender somewhere else. I, I, I say it a little bit in jest. I don't think is getting traded. <laughs> I don't. I not think Not to Toronto
1: team, for Matthews and Marner, Matthews like and people Marner, in the chat There suggesting.
2: you go. Okay. I, Why not? <laughs> I might do that one. Um, and you got to look at, there are going to be teams that are desperately in need of a goaltender that are trying to win right now. I never say never, but I, I do think they're going hang, to hang on to Veggie. So I'm, I'm somewhat in jest. Um, but this is going to be a big test for Veggie because last year what we saw is him put up a few games in a row. And then when he started five, six, seven games in a row, that's where he really tailed off. So I would still expect to see sometime in the near future, that they're going to have to play Ingram. They're going to have to.
1: Well, especially on this upcoming back-to-back this weekend. Yeah, you have, have to imagine. You have to
2: imagine. But do you throw Ingram in Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers? Why not? Oh, boy they howdy. That doesn't <laughs> seem fair to me.
1: For, what's the First, boy howdy count? That's the boy howdy we count. We got the that side was count and the boy howdy that count. That was the boy howdy. That, um, that's a tough we one. We also got another super chat from Dr. I don't know if it's Dr. Dias or Dr. DS, but thank you so much. We appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who's here. The comments are moving up so fast. I'm trying to keep up. See, I don't um, even try to bother.
2: That, that makes it so much easier for me and your job. You have to So pay PD attention. doesn't care about any of No, you. but I can't. I can barely see it. Just when it stops, I'm good.
1: Oh my goodness! So that's goodness. Leah. Leah, hang on to that. Oh my goodness. Um. Also, my knee. There's a rip in my jeans. It's for fashion, but I'm getting roasted. It's okay. Um.
2: <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about tonight too is is um, Lawson Kraus, and and not only I got a good to his his line here. He had ten shot attempts, so I think he was involved in the offense and physically. Physically, he stepped up for his teammates tonight. And I thought, again, it goes back to that they're all doing this together. Everybody's trying to help the guy next to him or the guy sitting next to him on the bench or the other guy in the locker room. And I think Lawson Cross really showed some of his leadership skills tonight. Um, I think he's taken a big step forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've really seen it. Um, But I want to wrap up the veggie thing for one second. Um, This was no question for us tonight that veggie is... Tonight's DraftKings, king of the game, with his second career shutout. Absolutely amazing. Was that you or Sean who made that, Jacob?
4: It was Sean, and he said he was purposely messing up the crown placement so that I would get roasted.
2: Is wow. A, I'm is, questioning the, the the off the screen crown that placement. Is
1: a giant crown. It's a giant but crown. I guess you could say, I like also so that here he comes just D- wrote
2: DP to also defend. Also, I, ju- I love placement.
1: that he wrote just veggie. Yeah. Oh, he's he's running behind us, okay.
4: That is a very that big... That is a lie. Jacob did that. I had nothing to do with it. Don't listen to what he said.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to believe. <laughs>
2: Go Sun Devils. <laughs> Sun Devil Hoops is going on yeah. in the other room live, so those yeah, guys that are working. Is so that's Jacob, why sh- is,
1: Jacob is producing Jacob for Jacob
2: is filling in. Sean is doing his other job on the
1: ASU show. <laughs> I literally don't know what to believe. Um... The- <laughs>
2: No, I, I, there's
1: there's a couple other comments I want to get to absolutely um, and it's acknowledging the coaching and how the coaching has you know played a huge role mm-hmm. in the success of the power play which you know you guys dove into in your story on gophnx.com but also you know establishing this culture establishing this compete so we have to give credit to Coach Turney the, and his staff the
2: coach is what they've done and we talked about the power play too and we we dive uh, dove we looked at it and uh, check out Craig and my article. I, I can't speak right now, but that's what, what, Coach Tournier, what Coach Tournier has been able to do with this group of players is created an atmosphere that's still upbeat, fun to come to the rink. It's not a woe is me and this sucks and even when we're losing it. No, it's a fun place to be. And I think he's he's been a big part of creating that atmosphere of let's just... Let's just give it everything we got and let's just go play hard.
1: Absolutely. So if you've been betting on the Coyotes, you m- are bringing in some money because I think the Coyotes continue to be underdogs going into every single matchup here. But on DraftKings, you can bet on them and win yourself some money. Um, and you can do so if you're a new customer. If you make a $5 NBA Moneyline bet, you can get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Um, it's super simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook, use promo code PHNX. I go on DraftKings all the time, and they always have, especially on like Thursday night football, Monday night, on Sunday, they have all these promotions going where they just randomly boost things for no reason. And I have won so much money recently on all of that. So it's super easy to win money on DraftKings try it please um it's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings sportsbook app minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and now we are joined by craig from long island Ooh, look at that background
4: wow hello, hello from the usb uh ubs arena rafters i'm way up here this yeah i'm like i
1: kind of have some vertigo looking at you craig yeah
4: this feels like san jose i'm way up in the in the pipes it's, it's kind of stressful yeah.
1: um well craig We're going to get to the Tempe stuff here in a little bit. Um, Cheerson's going to join us. But before we get into all of that, we want to put a bow on tonight's game. Craig, are the Coyotes a wagon? Like, do we need to start talking about the playoffs here?
4: Uh, Not quite yet. Andre Andre you put the brakes on that after this game. I don't know if you guys heard his postgame. But listen, this team has a major chip on its shoulder based on all the things that everyone's saying about them, everyone's saying about the organization. And right now, they're, I mean, they're playing with a lot of fire. They're playing hard. I, the, obviously, we know the limitations of this roster, but they're a 500 team right now. I, I think I, the last time I looked, they were tied for a playoff spot, which is obviously stupid to talk about at this time of year. But they're taking a lot of pride in their play. They're 3-0 and on this road trip. This is a team that they don't do well against traditionally and yet. And, and the Islanders are playing well, too, and here they are. I mean, they're going into you know the Devils and Rangers games—the last two games of this trip. It's already a successful road trip. I'm—I'm uh, I'm not sure if it's—I uh, I want to tell Petey something a little bit later, but I'm not sure if it's a successful road trip for the long-term goal of this organization, but. These guys are having a lot of fun right now.
2: Well, and they did it a little differently tonight. I know Vimalco played lights out, and he was great, but they outshot an opponent for the first time in the season. And you know what? They defended better, and they didn't turn the puck over. It was a better team game than they've played on this trip, certainly. And, And honestly, for the better part of the year. And the power play comes through again, only this time it's a different guy. This time it's Travis Boyd. So the little things that we talked about all... Are just, they're doing it together. It's a different guy every night. It's the, everybody's pulling the same rope. And, and they're, honestly, they're a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, I agree. I Absolutely.
1: Agree. Well, they nailed, well, Petey, I really think they've been pulling up your keys in the locker
2: room. I, I, I think that's their pregame speech. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, Coach Tourney <laughs> he says, doesn't, okay. I, yeah, he doesn't even bother the anymore. The keys are out. The keys are out.
2: He doesn't even bother anymore. Just <laughs> wait, where are Petey's keys? That's our pregame speech. <laughs>
1: so let's check out. Petey's keys from tonight's game and see how the Coyotes did Petey, I'll hand it over to yeah, you
2: Special teams, we talked about the number 3 power play against the number 3 penalty kill, who won? Power play, power play gets the power play goal, wins yep. the game, game winning goal on a power play um, Score first Neither team had a regulation loss until tonight The Islanders were Starting 5-0 and 5-0 when scoring first Not anymore they didn't score first, so I guess they're still five and zero when scoring first. But they didn't—they uh, they didn't get to score first. Coyotes get run, and they get the win. Road Warriors: three straight road games, and that continues back to Columbus, which was the last road game of their first road trip. They have now won four straight road games. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> Do you know this, how long it takes to win? This is
1: supposed to be the road trip that
2: they're losing. Do you know how long it took them to get six wins last year? Twenty-nine games. Twenty-nine. Six.
4: So I got to tell you a funny story, Petey. I ran into your old buddy, John McClain, who is an assistant coach oh. for for this team right now. And he's talking to John Madden in the hallway. And he, and he looks at Mads and he says, you guys are going to get fired for winning too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why I forgot Johnny Mac was there. That's yeah. What a good man.
4: <laughs> it's crazy right now. Like, again, this is not the plan. But you feel, yeah when you're around a team, and you know this, Petey, obviously – you feel good for these guys. I mean, they're just getting basically crapped on everywhere they go. Every Everything they read and hear, they're getting crapped on. And yet here, the Coyotes are 6-6-1 six, six, at this point in the season. Nobody, nobody saw this coming.
1: Certainly well, not
2: us. Yeah, and it's contagious. And guess what? They're staying in the same hotel again tonight. So they're five days in the same hotel in New York City, in Manhattan. Boy, howdy. And by the way, <laughs> the, the boy howdy count.
4: It's yeah. the second
2: boy howdy tonight. Yeah, nice. look out. Look out. A three-game winning streak, and you're in the city. Uh oh. <laughs> just saying green, 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 green. That light's green right now, buddy. Uh, okay. Oh my I'm, goodness. I'm here tomorrow.
1: How, how,
2: how was, Can I can I talk about that? Or are you talking about that? You can ask him. I just want to ask him quick, because yeah. I know we're covering it later. How was UBS? It's like I know just amazing. a touch on it.
4: It's amazing. You know, it, part of the, part of the reason I'm writing this, of course, is we're gonna be talking about the Tempe arena. Right? We're talking about so a building I again?
2: Wanna- An arena?
4: (laughs) Arena, yeah. So this was the last of the new arenas that that I hadn't seen. I've seen Little Caesars now, obviously seen T-Mobile, and I was up at Climate Pledge when you know what I was they were coming off the ice and then they canceled the the game when I was up there (laughs) to cover the game. But I, I got a tour of all these arenas. So I've seen them all. This was the last one I wanted to see. Let me tell you guys, they nailed this place. It is beautiful. Now I will say this. I left the West Village at 2.30, and an hour, 40 minutes later, I finally arrived at this place, which is literally only 15 miles away. That's how bad traffic was getting out here. But once I got here, wow, this place is special, and I will get into all that. I'll have a story up sometime around midday talking about it and and, and basically talking about how the Coyotes can go to school off of these new arenas. They're not going to talk much about that at this point, obviously, because they want to get the arena approved first, but— they're definitely looking like like the Islanders officials told me they literally went to arenas all over North America and in Europe to get the best pieces from all these arenas. And they tried to incorporate some of it into it. They also incorporated the history of the area with Belmont Park right here. So it's all brick. There's a lot of deep woods in this. This place is beautiful. They they really did it well.
1: Well, it's a it's a perfect tie in because there were some Tempe Arena news tonight, which is you know, crazy. So in a second, we're going to bring on Chirsten Susel, um, who was at the Tempe City Council meeting because, of course, Craig skipped town as soon as he heard that this was happening and needed to make (laughs) sure he (laughs) was not there, obviously. Um, My new M.O. (laughs) Classic, but no. And everybody on Twitter, of course, overreacted as per usual. So to those people on Twitter, I would recommend this. Try some OGs. Oh. Take a chill pill. It's okay. Let us tell you how this is going to be okay. And uh, we'll get into that here with Cheers in a second. But before we do, try OGs. They're amazing. We love them. We talked about PD size. OGs is the perfect remedy to someone who is sighing a lot. Um, not only are they great, they taste amazing. You can buy them at your local dispensary. They're seriously so good we have them here in the office everybody loves them so check out ogs if you haven't tried them already you can find them at your local dispensary you must be 21 and older to enjoy but definitely check out ogs and uh that's what i'm gonna propose to the people of twitter this tempe city council however is proposing that the tempe public will vote on this proposed arena Cheerston, thank you so much for joining the show Cheerston was in tempe tonight at the city council meeting if you missed it we have kind of a 10-minute breakdown of what exactly went down but let's dive into it Cheerston, what happened at tempe city council tonight
5: well i think the biggest thing that everybody needs to know is the coyotes asked requested from tempe city council to send this to referendum so that, that's why they voted on it. It was something that the Coyotes asked. And then also the main point of tonight was voting, uh, was making sure they got an agreement that this was going to happen in May um, rather than a later date. The next opportunity was going to be August. So those were like the two main reasons for meeting
4: tonight.
1: Craig, you ha- haven't had the chance to speak with Chirsten yet.
4: I'm going to no. hand it over Hi, to Craig. you. <laughs> Chirsten. By the way, thank you for carrying the mail again tonight while I skip Down.
1: <laughs> At least this meeting was not eight hours long. Like this the was.
5: Last one. Oh man, this was like a, a vacation compared to the last one.
4: Yeah, I'm oh,
2: not convinced weird. that that's not a backdrop, and he's just sitting he's on, like Gilbert. A, home on that a green Gilbert.
1: screen. That
5: looks like an absolutely like Polishing a green
4: screen. Green screen. <laughs> oh, green
2: screen.
5: Oh my. Goodness. So I gotta
4: ask: Did they? Did, did anyone give you a sense of why they chose to do this now, Cheers? To-
5: chose to have this meeting
4: now no no chose to to push it to referendum now and you know i I think a lot of people know that there's there's a a vote coming on july 29th of the city council and we'll get a a sense of how they feel about november 29th yeah november 29th sorry thank you but uh did did anyone talk about procedurally why they might have done this right now
5: the only thing that was talked about procedurally was just the fact that you, you know, you have to have 180 days in advance to be able to get something on a ballot and the coyotes were requesting that they do this so might as well request it now so that they're able to get it in in May if, you know, if that's what they chose and you think about it, I mean, we're still May seems like a long ways away just to even get a vote to then go ahead and say, okay, now we can start something. So I think it was in their best interest if uh, what they really wanted was for it to go to the public, was, okay, this is our earliest time slot that we can do it and we want to make sure that we're in agreement and we can can get in on that May ballot.
4: I know that a lot of stuff is not going to be discussed at this point, but did anyone mention... Maybe opposition groups and how what what they might be doing uh, after this vote.
5: Yeah, nobody really touched on that. Nobody wanted to talk about it. The commitment was to trying to get a deal done with Tempe, and um, you know, I, you know, Mayor Woods did did mention that he is in continued conversation with the city of Phoenix to make sure that they feel good about everything, but there was no... I think everything tonight was about, let's... This is a positive move, and we don't want to talk about maybe even the the vote getting shot down by residents uh, or the deal getting shot down by residents nobody wanted to touch anything that was potentially negative is what is the vibe that i got from it so it was all yeah. like hey we're gonna move forward city council's gonna vote on it uh the the tebby residents are now going to be able to vote on it and uh we're not gonna really bring any other matters up at this moment
1: I do want to quickly um, read here, actually, t- Tempe City Council member Randy Keating, who was you know there tonight, part of this vote, um, quote tweeted our breaking news graphic her uh, Tiersen and said, proud of my city and colleagues for this unanimous decision. A referendum is the best way to ensure a fully transparent and participatory process on the biggest deal in state history. Make your vote heard and vote Tempe. So Randy Keating himself.
5: Yeah, those were I think that uh, that's the city council and the Coyotes were really on the same page with everything tonight. So Javier Gutierrez talked about, you know, the reason why they were requesting this was because they wanted to show their commitment to staying in Tempe, not just Arizona, but Tempe. They wanted to show their commitment to being transparent and also inclusive. Meaning, you know, everybody in the city of Tempe, every resident is going to be able to now have a voice, um, you know, in in this project and whether or not to pass it. So those were the three kind of pillars of why, uh, at, at least from the Coyotes perspective of why they wanted this to go to referendum. And the city council completely echoed all of those notions and really, really felt that for a project of this magnitude, it was really important that its residents had a say in it.
4: Yeah. A few a few of the takeaways I have from this. Uh, first off, with, with the comments from Mayor Woods and then Randy Randy quote tweeting us thank you Randy Keating. It really feels like council's behind this and I think we'll get we'll obviously get a better sense of this on November 29th when they vote. But it to me if 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 they had had any issues with this deal, we would have seen them say uh, we don't like this point, we're not going to go forward and and that could have been the end of it right there. So it feels like the city council's in favor of it. Obviously the Coyotes are in favor of it. But I also spoke to business leaders in the community, and they're in favor of it. The Tepe City of chamber, uh, chamber of Commerce is already behind this. A number of uh, business leaders who have spoken to the chamber or are on that board are behind this. And we already know also that there have been a couple of polls. We'll see how this plays out, of course. There have been a couple of polls conducted that show that residents are in favor of it. So everything right now feels like it's trending in a good direction. Of course, we have six months between now and that fe- referendum for opponents to come up with whatever sort of campaign they're going to come up with. And I'm sure that's a concern for everybody. But it really does feel like everybody's behind this right now. All the key people are behind this right now.
5: Yeah, I said this earlier. It felt like there was a little bit of a sigh of relief, uh, especially from the city, uh, the Tempe City Council, because now it's not all on them. Of course, they're still going to vote at the end of the month. But then, you know, residents all get a say in it as well. So it seemed like they it was like a a welcomed thing for them to be like, okay, this isn't we understand the magnitude of this. And it's not going to lie just on our hands alone. Yeah. And I I want
4: to Go ahead, yeah, Lee. go ahead, Craig. I want to remind people, too, because you mentioned the 180 day notice if they had waited and just voted on November 29th, the referendum process is still possible at that, that point. One of these opera- opposition groups could have challenged it at that point, collected the signatures, however long that took, and then attempted to put it on the ballot. And then we would have definitely been talking about that later date of August. So by doing this now, they have moved up the date by which they can vote. And, and I know people are freaked out like, oh my God, six more months, they have to wait. Just remember, the Coyotes have done some soil borings on the site next to it. They, they've done a lot of the preliminary research that the city of Tempe allowed them to do during the RFP process. So it's not like they're going to, in six months, if the vote goes through, jump in and say, okay, what do we got here? They know a lot of the situation. So they have, in some sense, a little bit of a head start on this process. So don't think of it as a six-month delay. It's probably much shorter than that with all the homework that they've done already.
1: Yeah, it's all part of the process. They know what they're doing. And another thing to remember, too, and I think people tend to forget this, is the Coyotes are you know, set to play ASU for at least three seasons with the option for a fourth. So, yes, six months sounds like a long time when you look at it. But I think, you know, they've planned for this. They've anticipated this. Obviously, you know, they've done a lot of research into this. But I wanted to mention that November 29th vote, Craig, because I think there was a little bit of confusion about why there was a vote today, why there's still a vote at the end of the month and what that vote means.
4: That's just the city council showing us their, you know, w- what they think of the proposal. That's where we're going to get the definitive sense from the city council of what they feel about it. It's procedural, obviously, but they're, they're going to make their wishes known as well. And, you know, based on what we're hearing tonight, based on everything that I've heard so far, I think the council is going to be in favor of it. And I think it could be pretty much the same vote that we saw the last time, 5-2 in favor of this.
1: But, Craig, assuming the worst, if they said no, does that mean it's done?
4: It's dead. Yeah. 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 So they. They don't do what they did tonight if, if they're going to vote. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, although Mayor Woods just said, just so you know, uh, this wasn't like we're not giving away any hints as to how we're going to vote <laughs> uh, because of what we're doing tonight. This is just a procedural thing and, and we're still doing our due diligence and we'll, we'll see how we vote at the end of the month. But I, I agree with you, Craig, like you wouldn't be doing all of this if there wasn't a really good possibility of them passing it. <laughs>
4: They think it's a really good deal. A lot of people do. When I spoke to the Chamber of Commerce, they, I mean, they did a lot. They did a deep dive on what the impact of this deal could be for the city of Tempe and the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, that board was it was overwhelming in support of it. So there are a lot of people who believe that this is a great deal for the city of Tempe.
1: Yeah. Well, Tiersten had the chance tonight to speak with a few key figures at the meeting, um, the first of which was the mayor himself, Cory Woods, um, so let's hear what Mayor Cory Woods had to say about tonight's decision.
3: I think what you heard Council express this evening was we re- if, uh, having the public have a say on this item was really critically important. I've been on council now for ten and a half years. I've never had a project that's actually had uh, this much public interest and much, this much public attention. And so it's a we have a 46-acre uh, contiguous piece of land. It's the last probably huge parcel in Tempe that a project can happen on. And as I talked about before, every other sports arena project in some way, shape or form has gone before the voters or at least some element of it has. So our perspective was. Better to get the, have an opportunity to have this on the ballot in March and May, which is when we have our council elections, so you get your city voters, uh, and it's something that's frankly even enshrined in our city charter, that elections take place in the spring. We thought that by doing this in August, it would frankly take us outside of that cycle. You'd also have a lot of people who might be on vacation or with their families during the summer, and so they might not be around to actually be able to participate in democracy this way. So we thought key, reserving this date for the May 16th election is very consistent with what we do for all of our city elections and gives our residents a real chance to have a say do so. if, if, if it doesn't go through it doesn't go through at that point the voters will have spoken but you know I'm not going to prejudge the outcome in any way shape or form uh, but we are giving our voters an opportunity to really just make their voices heard uh, they they may vote the project up they may vote it down but we'll see uh, come May 16th provided the project uh, is approved this coming November 29th as many council members talked about this evening uh, the vote this evening was simply just to reserve the date of May 16th it's not any kind of precursor to what we might do. Uh, we're still in the process the due diligence process of talking with the coyotes and getting several pieces of information uh, but we're hopeful to have everything in time for the meetings on November 22nd and 29th uh, and to have a final decision on this but uh you know we're we're excited to see things move forward and really glad that we actually were able to reserve that May 16th date in time
1: well it was great to hear from Tempe mayor Corey woods one thing he said that You know, it's a great point that I didn't even think of is a lot of people are out of town in August. May is, you know, more people are in town. So, you know, they really thought this through. They really did. That's what the sense.
0: Well,
5: And and they even said that the point of the meeting wasn't to decide whether or not to send it to referendum. The point of the meeting was to decide when to send it to referendum. So they already knew ahead of time that this was going to be something they were going to do. So it was just about agreeing on the time.
4: Kirsten, yeah. did you get an actual date for what it would be in August? Did they give you a, a date in August?
5: No, just the month. Okay. Yeah, and not okay. no specific Cause, date.
4: Because I was thinking about this, you know, you know who's gone for a good chunk of August? ASU, ASU residents. And yeah. they could play a major role in this vote too, so... You probably want them around.
5: So, you know, you mentioned that I asked uh, both uh, Mayor Woods and Javier Gutierrez about ASU uh, faculty, ASU students that are residents now getting to weigh in. On this decision, and I asked Javier specifically because they have built a relationship with ASU. If that excites him, that they're now going to be able to have a say, nobody would touch it. And just gave a, uh, a you know, a, a solid <laughs> answer of, we're excited that everybody gets a say, ASU or otherwise, but we all know, and Craig, we've talked about it, ASU being the biggest employer of the city of Tempe, and of course, that relationship has been established. This is a really, really big deal for, in my opinion, the Coyotes that, you know, ASU is now able to have a say in it.
4: And I have also reported that Arizona State and the Coyotes have had talks about the men's and women's basketball programs using this arena as their new home. Talks have gone really silent on doing anything for for the basketball programs, and they need a new home. Anybody who's in has been in the guts of Desert Financial Arena <laughs> <laughs> <Financial laughs> understands they need a home desperately. So that's another possibility and another reason that ASU could be in their corner.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're excited about the future with Tempe, not only because you know it's it's closer for a lot of people, closer for the majority of the fan base, more central, better, you know, for the players themselves, but. Because Four Peaks is in Tempe. Four Peaks. I mean, it's seriously. We you can, can have, walk you right, can, now. right now. You Super could, close. You, yeah. could you can walk to the, mullet, the mullet and it. Can the te-
4: you can I can't yeah. from
2: here. <laughs> Not with yeah. your. Uh... We're getting you a scooter.
1: By the way, literally, I made Craig and Petey walk three blocks yesterday or the other day, and yes. Craig thought we were running a marathon.
4: <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was gonna come on the show and talk about it, but I, I thought that. No, was it's okay. Ref- I'm. I'm. I'm exaggerating. Really bad
1: on me. I'm exaggerating, but I'm um, drinking. Yeah. Four Peaks beer right now, you know, it was a... There was a lot going on tonight. I needed a brew for the show. I'm drinking my favorite peach golden ale. We love Four Peaks. If you haven't been to their Eighth Street Pub yet in Tempe, check it out. Perfect opportunity to go. The World Cup is just around the corner here, and Four Peaks is going to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their Eighth Street Pub. So check it out. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. You can get three dollar Killifter and Wow Wheat pints. And the U.S. and Mexico rosters recently dropped. We're really really excited for the World Cup here less than 2 weeks away. So check out the A Street pub for that. Buy 4 Peaks beer wherever you buy your beer and check check the link in our show notes to register for that event for free and I promise eventually the coyotes will be back from this road trip. They will in a, in about a month ish. <laughs> but when they do head out to Tempe if you haven't seen a game in Tempe we're talking all about Tempe. PD and I said when we went to the home opener just seeing people you know, walking the streets, walking on Mill Avenue, wearing their Coyotes jersey—that's just like in Glendale. There was Westgate, but then that was it. Yeah, Tempe—it's I don't know—it's there's public transit. It just feels like it's all spread out. Even at Four Peaks, we saw people in their Coyotes jerseys um, grabbing a drink before the game. So, lots of excitement about the Coyotes in Tempe and. If you want to see them play there, get your tickets on Game Time. It's seriously the best place to buy your tickets. You can save up to 60% when you buy your tickets last minute. Um, While you're waiting for the Coyotes to come back in town, the Suns are here, the Cardinals are around, concerts, shows, events, check out Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. It's also great for parking passes might i add
5: that is a really good it, point yeah i was i randomly got like uh, tickets to a cardinals game a couple weeks ago and i had like 15 minutes to get ready and be out the door and i was like what am i going to do about parking i went on the game time app and quickly downloaded a parking pass like good got it for wow. cheap yeah
1: so really? parking passes yes huh. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're really excited about the future um, of the Coyotes in Tempe and so is Coyotes president and CEO Javier Gutierrez, who Chirsten also had the chance to catch up with um, tonight at the Tempe City Council meeting. So let's go ahead and hear from Coyotes president and CEO Javier Gutierrez.
5: Wondering if you might be able to reiterate those three pillars of why you guys even decided to ask that this go to the public.
0: Sure, well, we made it very public tonight, uh, the public commitment, and it starts with commitment. You saw Alex Morello from the moment he bought this team saying, I wanna be here in Arizona. And now even more specifically, I wanna be here in Tempe. And he's put his money where his mouth is. We have created this electric environment right there at Mullet Arena. And so now we wanna continue that. So it starts with commitment. The second is transparency. We've been fully transparent, to, transparent to, the, to the extent that the law has allowed us to. As you all know, for many months, we were not allowed to talk about this project, but once we were allowed to, we've let people know, here's everything that's out there. Here's who we are, here's what this project is, and here's what this deal looks like that we are proposing. And then finally, we want it to be inclusive. When, uh, when we think about the key pillars of us as an organization, it's about impact, it's about inclusion, and it's about innovation. And so inclusion and letting every part of this community be heard is really important to us. I really, really tip my hat to Alex Morello. He has driven this home from the moment that he bought this team and he has shown that not through words but through actions that we are committed, we are transparent and we are inclusive. Again, this is the right project. When you think about a landfill that has not had any economic activity on it, in fact, as you all know, the compost pile there actually caught on fire several months ago, the ability to put that and turn a landfill into a landmark, into what would be the main and main of the state, this isn't just an arena project. You're talking about a transformative sports and entertainment district that has hotels, restaurants, retail, a theater, housing, a paseo through right through the spine of it, a practice facility that would be a community benefit because it's gonna be open to the public when we don't practice on it. It's more than just an arena. So it starts by talking about that as a project. Then the deal, the deal, $2.1 billion, the first privately financed sports and entertainment district in the history of Arizona. We will be paying for it. Now there is cost for the infrastructure and remediation, and we've created a deal in which we are on the hook to pay for that. We're working with the city and the city staff to craft that and all the residents and all the voters will know all about it. But then finally, it's us. And it's not just Alex Morello having the financial resources, having the commitment to deploy those financial resources, but it's us as an organization. From the moment that Alex reached out to me and invited me to be a part of this journey, what he said is we wanna be an organization that, that leverages the power of sports to make a difference in this community. You all heard our amazing partnership with goodwill of arizona as our home helmet sponsor the reason they joined us the reason that gila river sits on our jersey as the first native american gaming enterprise is because us as an impact enterprise are making a difference in this community that's who we are that's what we stand for and that is why we believe the voters of tempe will be supportive of this project
1: javier gutierrez said a couple of things in note there one, right now, this land is literally a dump that caught fire.
5: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't forget. It was just a couple of months ago that that thing caught on fire.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. He's so been that's one. That, uh, he's been using that landfill to landmark uh, phrase quite a bit. So I decided to channel my own Javier Gutierrez tonight. I want to go. I want to take it from a dumpster fire to a destination.
1: Oh,
3: oh, I, love.
1: oh. I love that. Wow. The TED. Dumpster fire (laughs) to destination. Print the t-shirts, honestly. You should be a writer. (laughs) What? And the other thing um, that he said is that I think is really important to know, we've seen a lot of misinformation online about this, is that the Coyotes are committed to paying for this. This is not a burden on the taxpayers. That's something, you know, that a lot of the issues in Glendale stemmed from the burden that it put on the residents there. This is not a burden on the Tempe taxpayers, and I think that's Something that people need to realize, and that's why these next six months are so crucial for the Coyotes to, you know, spread the word to the residents of Tempe that this will not be something that they're paying for.
4: Yeah, completely agree. I can't. I could have said it better.
2: Well, that's what this whole thing that this next six months is about transparency. It's about information. It's about everybody understanding what's really there because rumors and innuendo. That's what this has been happening up to this point. So let's get it out there. Let's people understand what this deal really is, what it means to the economic impact of the city of Tempe. I i don't see once they understand what this is really about. I think I have a hard time thinking too many people are going to be against this. I just don't understand with the economic impact this brings to that city and that community, uh, I, I mean, it, it again, it, they just need to get that word out there. And, and it I, needs I, to they be... Will. It,
4: I think yeah. they will. I think you can expect a, a blitz, a campaign from the Coyotes at this point. I thought they did a really good job at that that previous city council meeting that Cheerston that also covered for me. <laughs> The
1: eight-hour one, you <laughs> yeah.
2: mean? The other one? Where,
4: where were you, Craig? Yeah, that one. Uh, exactly. we're in a cabin uh, in the woods. I know. Yeah, literally. I think so, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm getting great, comp- great. The, I think they wait to get his itineraries, and when they see, like, Craig books a flight, they're like, okay, we need a special session. By like, the
5: way, we started this, at, not we, meaning everybody that was there. It's the meeting started out by somebody saying that I think that previous city council meeting was, like, the longest ever in Tempe <laughs> City history, so. <laughs> that's Anyway, as you were saying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this May 16th date as being a key date for something else. I think that's around when the second round of the playoffs start, guys. So, I don't know.
1: Well, it's really going to interfere with yeah. the Coyotes' playoffs run. I mean,
4: after, the problem, problem, right? after the run, after beat beat the beat up on Vegas, let's they sweep Luigi's Vegas.
2: The yeah. Oh, boy, howdy. Who do they got, Colorado? <laughs> oh, God, three. That's three. Three, three. three boy yeah. howdies. They got the Colorado in the second round. <laughs> see how that works out. We'll see. Never Perfect. say never. Perfect.
1: Hey, maybe they'll trade Jacob Chikrin for a number, unprotected number one pick, and then still get in the top three and make the playoffs. Wow, that's my oh. bold prediction. I'm I, I mean, we're not With
2: even spinning the wheel.
1: Playing? I don't know. You
2: never I know. know. They're, they're, we're not spinning the wheel of fantasy. This team has won four straight road games, three in a row right now, and they are currently holding the last wild card spot in the West. <laughs> that is all true. That is not Wheel of Fantasy. That is not OGs. That is
5: <laughs> that is that is real. <sighs> <laughs> that Ooh. is a sober statement.
2: D- Dustin yeah, said
4: Dustin's five size
5: three boy howdies, but that, that was six. the six size, six three boy howdies.
0: Yep.
1: I, that's a, I'm glad, a glad someone's keeping score yeah wheel of, wheel of reality, reality.
2: <laughs> wow we might have to pull out the wheel of reality i like that <laughs> it's just real life
3: it's
5: oh just my real life. i did have one uh not to get back to the the boring yeah. stuff no uh, it's not boring uh, i did want to add <laughs> one more thing to that the c- city council members kind of discuss like okay if we're going to do this and open it up to the public. We, we do really need to make sure that we get that information out. And they even discussed tonight that their goal is to get all the information up online at some point so that literally, you know, just, you know, at, at your phone, your computer, you could just go to a website and you can get all the details that you would possibly need um, on this Project. So uh, I also asked Javier, is this something you you talked about commitment? Are you guys going to be also committed to making sure that you are giving all the information that the public needs to the city so that they're able to do this? And across the board, it was yes. So um, I think that we're going to end up getting a lot more information uh, about this deal moving forward, because right now we don't really have a ton of details like nobody does. The public doesn't in terms of like specifics on this other than. They're going to pay for it, not taxpayers, and it's going to be an entertainment center, and there will be a paseo and
1: <laughs> I know and I think also when he talked about the entertainment district itself I think people get so caught up in the coyotes the arena in Tempe that they forget about the movie theaters the hotels the, the shops stuff. this is something again that the coyotes are wanting to pay for themselves and what that would you know potentially do for the economy in Tempe you know create jobs and and just create a destination in Tempe it's a huge deal and you know Randy Keating himself on Twitter called it the biggest deal in you know tempe history so yeah that's what it is it's really significant
4: and let's not forget that it will also include residences with soundproofing that the city of phoenix's own website says is okay for this area <laughs> <laughs> just want to bring that up
2: <laughs>
4: getting just want to bring it. that up well i just you know i, I started thinking what what Kirsten just said getting accurate information out is going to be really important and and we talked about the flyer that went out to those neighborhoods Corey Woods was really upset about that. You remember the statement that he put out. He was really upset that they were acting that way. He just didn't, doesn't feel that's the way you go about business. You have to have a dialogue, and you have to be honest about it. So I agree. They're, they're going to put out as much information as they can now, and obviously the Coyotes will as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, are there any final thoughts from either the Tempe meeting, the game tonight, before we wrap it up here from anyone? I don't want to go. Can you guys have me I on? Know, I know. I <laughs> know. Sitting, you should fill in sometime. We appreciate it. Appreciate you filling in for Craig when he flees Arizona every time there's a meeting. Where are you gonna be May 16th, Craig?
4: We'll see. TPD. <laughs> TPD. TPD. Gonna, November 29th, I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna, even. Yeah, he's gonna I'll, jet I'll, off. I'll, be, to, there. I'll be, there. be there. Jet off to Europe or something like that. Um, <laughs>
4: wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Actually, because, two weeks later. So. Yeah,
1: I know exactly. Uh, speaking you of. know my plans. This, Speaking of keeping the people informed, Craig does that every single day at gophnx.com. So if you're not a member, sign up today, become a member. You can grab yourself a free t-shirt from the PHNX Locker. The holidays are right around the corner. If you want to gift some merch to some the sports fans in your life, check out the PHNX Locker. We also have gift cards on there. But seriously, if there's some really exciting changes coming to PHNX membership, it's a great time to become a member now at gophnx.com. And like I said, the holiday season, it's right around the corner. Head to the Peach and X Locker to give the gift of some sweet merch. You can check out the link in our description to head to the right place. Well, we're wrapping up here. I see already some shots taken at Sean, who is not sitting behind the Mac. It's Jacob. If you want to... Take jabs at Sean. When As soon as we wrap up here, stay on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Head on over to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show. They are wrapping up the basketball game against NAU. So you can, you know, make fun of the Buffalo Sabres on there. And, uh, <laughs> of course, also tune into the P- uh, the Phoenix Sports Podcast tomorrow at 1230. Chirsten and Michaela right here talking all the latest Arizona sports news. I know you're yeah. probably going to touch on this further. Yes. And- uh, the zamboni incident in mm-hmm. buffalo this week so we got to talk you're also that. gonna make
4: fun of the buffalo sabers good i could <laughs> correct yes it's all if you know haven't watched the phoenix
1: sports podcast it's every friday 12:30. 30 cheers to michaela it's a phenomenal show so definitely ch- check that out cheers and we seriously can't thank you enough for taking one for the team going to, to hey. city council and hopping on our show tonight i i mean this sincerely i had a blast
2: we're glad you made it we
1: had we had so much fun we had so much fun well everybody thank you so much for watching for tuning in in the chat for being so supportive seriously we appreciate everybody you can follow each of us on twitter at peters hockey at leah merrill at chirsten susel at craig s morgan at jacob franklin (laughs) jacob underscore franklin four i was so close (laughs) and of course follow phnx sports (laughs) across all social platforms and phnx underscore coyotes on twitter It's been a blast tonight, everyone. Lots of news to digest. We'll get through it together. The Coyotes, they're rolling. Tempe, it's rolling. Let's keep it rolling. We'll be back Saturday for our postgame show after the Coyotes take on the New Jersey Devils. Until then, enjoy the rest of your night, everyone.